Hi, and welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld. A cancer diagnosis is one of the hardest slap in the face imaginable. All of a sudden, you have to become an expert in cancer and its treatments because your life depends on it. Oncologists, family, and friends are pushing you towards chemo, radiation, surgery, and yet you feel there are additional solutions out there. You don't feel confident in that only traditional therapies will take care of it. You may, as I have, seen family or friends quickly go downhill from harsh medical treatments. There is a better way. I invite you to listen to stories from real people fighting cancer successfully through powerful, integrative, and holistic methods. Learn what they did. This is my gift to you to make the learning curve less steep after your diagnosis. The information this podcast could save your life as it has others. Welcome to uh, Integrative Cancer Solution with Dr. Carl Felt. Today, I wanted to go through uh, 11 things your cancer program really need to address. Yeah, because we we always we're diagnosed with cancer, and what should my program include? And uh, uh, frequently, these are 11 things that most of us really don't think about. Some do, but it's hard to. You know, it gets so overwhelmed. You know, all of a sudden, you know, I have a cancer diagnosis and you know, I need to do something right now. And uh, then it's hard to have, can I create a structured game plan as to what you need to do? I mean, this is kind of the most important thing in your life is to make sure that this is executed appropriately so we can have the best outcome. So these 11 things. So I'm going to kind of go through them first and then talk a little bit about them. So uh, first, you know, number one, your mindset. Yeah. Uh, number two, nutrition. Number three, exercise. And these are what I call the, the foundation. Yeah. Uh, these three, you got to have that foundation in order to be able to be successful and everything else is, is just kind of gravy, but that is your foundation. That's your meat and potato. Yeah, you know, your your mind, your nutrition, and exercise. Yeah, you know, movement. Then number four, root cause. Yeah, you know, what caused it? Number five, detoxification. You need to have a game plan and how to move toxins out. Number six, addressing inflammation. Considering yeah, you know, how should I do that? And number seven, your gut health. Eight, immune system. Nine, mitochondria. 10 cancer drivers, you know, what kind of cancer drivers are associated with my cancer and number 11, then cancer stem cells. What's my game plan to manage the activity of the cancer stem cells. So let's go back from the top mindset. Your mind guides your body. It kind of creates like a blueprint and your body obeys. You know, it's uh, they've also seen that if you're under stress, you're actually the cancer drivers that we're going to talk about a little bit more later on uh, becomes highly activated. So you're more in a cancer causing state when you're under stress. Also in regards to uh, cancer, I've talked about this before. It's, it's kind of like your Super Bowl, and you need to go out with a mindset that I am going to step out on this field and I'm going to win. Uh, if you don't have that mindset, and uh, when you step out on that field, you're, the likelihood of winning is not very high. So you need to let go of fear and just lean into knowing that you're going to have a successful outcome. And you also need to let go of the fear of death, you know, because if you're holding on to that fear, it becomes like an attractive force that drives you towards that outcome. 
So you need to be in a place where you are okay with any, you know, whether you win or lose, that is not the matter that that doesn't matter. You need to be in a place where you need to look beyond, you know, work on yourself, work on your attitude, uh, work on your emotions, work on your spiritual connection, work on connections with your, your fellow beings, with your family, with your friends, and really uh, create an inventory as to what are areas that are causing me stress and what are areas that, that I'm not maximizing the amount of joy that I should have. You know, focus more on joy and health uh, rather than being afraid of death and disease. So by doing that, you are then attracting joy and health instead of attracting fear and disease. So mindset becomes uh, is huge. And with that also, a spiritual connection. You, you need a connection that is beyond you, you know, that you can rely on, that you feel is there. Uh, whether that is God, you know, depending on what kind of religion that you, you have or something else. You need to have something that is beyond you that you can look at and that is beyond life. And number two, the nutrition. Obviously, we can't be healthy if we don't feed our bodies the nutrients that they need. And that there you're kind of looking at, you know, what, what are some of the building blocks, you know, that, that we consist of? Well, obviously, we have proteins, carbohydrates, uh, we have, you know, fats, you know, those, those are some of the macronutrients. But all these micronutrients, you know, the minerals, the vitamins, and then also when you're looking at food, uh, when you're looking, let's, let's say carrot, for instance, it's not only the nutrients within the carrot that becomes important. It is also how they are structured together. And, and these patterns actually creates or it transmits intelligence to the body that the body can then use to support health. And also these bonds and how they, they're structured together you know, the, the different molecules within a, a live food that has a certain vibration and that vibration also uh, gives life to the body. And uh, what's amazing with nutrients, when, when you have live food, there's so many nutrients in there uh, that we haven't discovered and we haven't figured out what they do in the body uh, yet. So by eating these live foods, you know, vegetables, berries, fruits and and it's good to do all different colors because each color has a a certain type of energy and certain set of phytonutrients that we benefit from so by eating the rainbow you will then benefit from all these the the full spectrum of all these different nutrients so consider that as you're eating and then obviously cutting out food that that are not beneficial for you and that are and depleting your body from nutrients. Let's say, for instance, if you eat white flour, in order to be able to digest uh, the flour, uh, you need uh, all these other nutrients, you know, because it is it is stripped from all the things that gives it life. You know, so for in order for the body to be able to process it, it needs the nutrients that were naturally contained within that grain, but were taken away uh, during the refining process. So 
uh, when you eat that, then the body has to supply all those nutrients in order to be able to process that food, which means that every time you eat it, you are then depleting yourself from all these other nutrients. So that's why it's important to eat food in its natural state uh, because it then contains the enzymes and the nutrients needed in order to be able to process it appropriately. Exercise. There are studies showing that uh, a person that is exercising, that is moving, uh, are 30% more likely to survive cancer. So I tell everybody there, there's really no drug on the market that can claim that. So don't miss out on exercise and, and try to do what you can. I mean, some patients, when they come to me, they, they have a hard time even to make it to the bathroom. Yeah. So, um, so make sure that do what you can and figure out ways that you can move with the limitations that you have and try to push yourself and try when I say push yourself, I mean, obviously don't, don't go beyond what you, I mean, you have some health nut fanatics that exercise like three hours every day. You know, you don't need to do that, you know, but make sure that you take a walk every day, you know, do a little white bearing uh, exercise and, and really kind of use your body, you know, body set up in such a way that if you don't use it, uh, you're more likely kind of you lose those aspects, you know, because it's energy conserving um, organism, our body. So if we don't use a muscle, there's no need to nutritionally support that muscle. So it will then uh, wither away and uh, it will just and be at the level that you are using it. You know, so if you use it more, it will then uh, become more. And also uh, it stimulates production of more uh, mitochondria within the cell. And uh, that is really, uh, really important and for, for your health as well and for your energy and for tissue regeneration. And, and we're gonna talk a little bit more about the impact of and the importance of mitochondria later on. So exercise important. Uh, number four, root cause. There's always something, uh, there's always a reason why the cancer became, you know, it doesn't just, you know, start because, you know, it wants to, you know, well, I mean, the cancer does want, <laughs> it is a self-serving tissue in itself, but um, so the cancer may want to, but uh, it didn't start there just for no reason at all. And uh, so what are some of the common, common causes? Well, you have, you want to look at what's my chemical exposure, you know, plastics, formaldehyde, all these different chemicals, you know, glyphosates, and there are tests that we can use in order to be able to analyze and see what, what's in your body. Uh, heavy metals, you know, mercury, lead, cadmium, you know, gadolinium, uranium, you know, radon, all these different things. And again, there are tests there as well to see you know, what's going on in the body. And these, these are things we do at, the, at the, our center you know, to analyze and see what's behind kind of the cancer. Uh, pathogens, you know, mold, you know, huge, you know, different viruses, you know, uh, candida, uh, parasites, you know, bacteria, you know, all these things are also really important to analyze and see, you know, like for instance, the glioblastoma, we know that uh, cytomegalovirus, you know, play a huge role uh, in the, uh, when dealing with glioblastoma. So then you want to, in your strategy, you want to bring in then agents that will help to address these infections or help to address these chemicals or heavy metals. And there, depending on what it is that you see, you will then uh, choose the appropriate agent to deal with that root cause. You know, other root causes, you know, nutritional deficiencies, you know, traumas. 
uh, emotional traumas is a big deal. And uh, so you, you need to then analyze and see, are there uh, emotions, traumas that are, uh, that's driving this, this process. Then number five, detoxification. A cell, uh, which is our this smallest, you know, kind of building block in our our body. You know, obviously, you have the organelles, you know, mitochondria and all these kind of things. But kind of that's what all our tissues are made out uh, made up of are the uh, uh, are the cells, and they can only be as healthy as the environment that they are in. So it's kind of like a, a fish in a fish bowl. You. Uh, can give that fish a bunch of nutrients, but if you never clean the bowl, it's going to die anyway. And it's the same with the cells. You know, if we don't have healthy uh, lymphatic or the fluid around the cell, if that's not healthy, then the cell will not be healthy. And, and it's going to be hard to then uh, be able to uh, regain health when you're battling cancer uh, by being toxic. So, uh, and in detoxification, uh, you do want to, as a first step, consider then your, your eliminatory pathways and, uh, are my bowels function appropriately? Am I going to the bathroom you know, as frequently as I should? And believe it or not, normal is three times a day. You know, so you should eat and then you should poop. You know, that, that is normal. So you, you, you want to support that process to make sure that toxins are able to exit that pathway. You know, kidneys is another pathway, skin, uh, lungs. You know, so and creating those strategies to support these eliminatory pathways so that you are able to then detoxify uh, and clean up you know, the, the fluid around the cells so we can then uh, maximize the chance of a good outcome. Inflammation, you know, cancer, the inflammation always precedes cancer. So, and also cancer in itself, it triggers a lot of inflammatory uh, signalings to uh, create a very acidic uh, inflammatory environment around itself. So adding then strategies to reduce that inflammation and you can use you know, herbals and sometimes also bring in some uh, pharmaceuticals you know, like aspirin, Celebrex, you know, are common kind of repurposed drugs you know, to control that inflammation. But then uh, you have natural agents as well. And then also uh, reduce things that cause inflammation. You know, so uh, when we're looking at foods, for instance, there are certain foods that can be very inflammatory. You know, I discussed uh, like white flour, you know, refined flour as being a nutritional stealer, but is also an inflammatory food. So, you know, things like sugar, uh, white flours and uh, trans fats and you know, all these are inflammatory foods, but you can also have healthy foods that may be inflammatory to you. So there are certain tests that you can do to see uh, what foods that are inflammatory and that you should avoid. You know, some people may have an immune response to like avocado. Yeah, in our mind, we think, well, avocado is fantastic. Why should that be bad for me? But for some individuals, there may be an inflammatory reaction to even a healthy food. And it's important then to know which ones those are so that you can eliminate, eliminate them and then uh, reduce the inflammation, overall inflammation of the body to reduce the a happy environment, so to say, for the cancer, because uh, cancer thrives on inflammation and we want to minimize that. And there are tests that we do also to analyze, to see what level of inflammation are you at? And uh, 
so that can be really useful as you uh, introduce strategies you know, to work on your cancer uh, to see how successful you are and by monitoring the overall level of inflammation in the body. Gut health, that is number seven, gut health. And uh, I always say, and, and I'm not the only one, that you know, health and disease begins in the gut. You know, the gut is, uh, is called the second brain, but I would argue that it is the first brain. I mean, it, it produces 95% of our serotonin, you know, which is a crucial neurotransmitter. So it's about 30 different neurotransmitters, you know, these brain chemicals that are produced in the gut. 80 to 90% of our immune system exists in the gut. And that's where we digest food. And that's where we protect ourselves from things that we don't want in the bloodstream. And so that becomes really important. And the issue with an unhealthy gut is that you will then have food particles that enters into the bloodstream, not properly digested, putting a huge strain on the immune system uh, because now it's having to focus on, on these unwanted food particles when we want it to focus, I mean, we want our immune system to focus on the cancer. So by sealing up and healing the gut lining is a, is a very, very effective strategy. And then also considering that 80 to 90% of your immune system is along the gut lining if we then have a healthy gut lining that calms the immune system down so it's not hyper-reactive to things we don't want it to be reactive to. We want it to focus on the cancer and not on other things. And so also you, you have then the biome within the gut, you know, which is all the beneficial bacteria that, that help you to digest your food and, and absorb the nutrients and also even produce a number of nutrients, you know, like yeah, there's certain vitamins that if we don't have the bacteria, we can't produce, and it's actually produced within the gut. So uh, a healthy gut will then help to make sure that you have those, those specific nutrients that are produced. And uh, if we are on, like we've done a course of antibiotics, or we are on uh, birth control, or uh, anything that where we drink lots of chlorinated water, or you know, do different things, or we, we eat food that are very inflammatory or uh, we are sensitive to, that will then feed uh, the um, bad pathogens, you know, like uh, parasites and fung you know, fungus like candida and other and bacteria. And what happens is that if there's an overpopulation of these, uh, they will then produce a huge amount of, of toxic chemicals, which will cause more inflammation along the gut. And also these will be absorbed into the bloodstream, uh, putting stress on the liver, impacting your ability to detoxify. And then also, again, putting more stress on your immune system. So gut, this is really, really important, you know, focusing on the gut. Then the immune system, the person that undergo then chemo, for instance, I mean, chemo is, is very uh, depleting on the immune system. Uh, chemo, radiation, surgery can never get rid of all the cancer. That is just an impossibility. So we have to rely on our immune system uh, to be able to, uh, to fight off then the, um, the remaining cancer. You know, after we've shrunk the tumor, um, after we radiate, you know, through radiation or chemo or debulked it, we have to rely on our immune system uh, to be able to uh, clear out the rest and to uh, be able to remain healthy. Otherwise, you know, we, we had this success, you know, we have the kind of the short success by shrinking a tumor 
but the battle is still ongoing and uh, they will just reappear if we don't have an immune system that uh, helps to keep it in check and go after the, the rest. So no matter what you do, whether you choose to do traditional cancer uh, strategies or, or not, uh, the immune system becomes really important to have strategies to support that. You know, so don't think that is one or the other. You know, the immune system, all these different factors, no matter whether you choose to do you know, traditional oncology or not, these factors, the 11 factors, need to be part of your program. So you know, boosting the immune system becomes key. And then number nine, mitochondria. So cancer is looked upon as a metabolic disease, which means that how you produce energy within the cell is dysfunctional. And because of that, the uh, cell then uh, revert into a kind of a altered way of producing energy, a fermentation process. And uh, the fermentation process is not a very effective way to produce energy, but it serves the cancer in many ways because it, uh, the fermentation process uh, creates byproducts that actually stimulate metastases and also regulate the environment around the tumor uh, to make uh, it more beneficial for the tumor and also support growth of the tumor. So uh, it is, even though it's very inefficient, it becomes very useful for the cancer for its own uh, growth. And, uh, and also in the mitochondria, you have what's called this cell death switch. You know, it, it controls apoptosis. So by bypassing the mitochondria, the cancer cell have the ability to actually then become immortal in a way. And uh, also the mitochondria helps to uh, repair your genetic, your genome. And uh, the more mutations of the genome, uh, the more oncogenes can be expressed, which will also support then, the, the cancer. So the cancer really does not want to have a functional mitochondria. And so by turning on the mitochondria, you're then going to be able to turn on uh, the cell death switch. So again, mitochondria, important to consider in your strategy. Uh, then also you want to look at cancer drivers. Yeah, uh, there are certain, these are like P10, mTOR, uh, IGF-1, uh, KRAS. You know, the, these are different things that, you know, they're weird letters, weird names, uh, but they are then identified as drivers for your cancer. So uh, you want to be able to correlate your cancer with uh, what drivers are more expressed with my cancer. So for instance, if you're dealing with a, a triple negative breast cancer, uh, your strategy would be different than if it was a triple positive breast cancer. You know, so uh, if you, there are different drivers involved and you want to then bring in agents to able to correct these drivers. Common genetic mutation is P53, and P53 is, is con uh, considered the uh, kind of guardian of your DNA. You know, so uh, that's the one that tries to repair it. And if uh, it's impossible to repair it, if it's too dysfunctional, it uh, you know, causes the, the cell to die. So, uh, and P53, when dealing with cancer, it is a uh, frequently mutated and uh, so you need to have strategies to help to uh, to shift that you know from 
uh, a high concentration mutated p53 to more of the the healthy kind and uh, there are ways to do that then also cancer stem cells you want to have so that's number 11 the cancer stem cells are uh, kind of the seed for the cancer and the chemo radiation is not able to address them uh, in fact uh, there are studies showing that chemo radiation will make them more aggressive so no matter what you need to make sure you have strategies to calm them down if you undergo chemo radiation or whatever whatever you're doing you want to make sure that you bring in natural agents or, or certain agents that uh, help to to calm the cancer stem cells down, you know, like berberine can be helpful, you know, metformin in some cases. You know, so there, there are strategies out there that help to calm these cancer stem cells down. And uh, you, there are also actual tests that you can run to check and see what, what is my activity, what is my level uh, of my what's called circulating tumor cells. You know, and these are the ones that can even though you've, you've shrunk the tumor, if these are become more aggressive and uh, obviously you can't get rid of them with, with chemo, uh, they are going to just make the cancer bloom again. So uh, we want to keep them quiet and silent and not active and their strategies to do that. So, so these are 11 different strategies that, that are really important for you to consider uh, and to implement while you have, when you develop your strategy. And uh, in regards to the mindset, you know, there's one point that I forgot. That is that you need to keep the power within yourself. You can't, when, when we are diagnosed with cancer, it's something scary, something big. Uh, we, we're afraid that we are not going to do it right. So we hand over our power to somebody else, you know, whether it's our doctor or or you know, a family member or you know, a friend or psychologist or whoever it may be, you know, we hand over our power to that individual and we feel powerless. So um, again, there are studies showing that the, the people that keep their power, meaning that they are engaged and they direct the care and follow your intuition. I mean, follow, kind of really feel uh, this, this feels right to me follow that, that it, that's a huge factor when kind of developing strategies. So uh, they've seen studies and showing the ones that keep their power and are highly engaged in their care, uh, they are more likely to survive as well. So that's really, really important. Well, I hope that all of this was useful. These are things, I mean, if you have any questions, yeah, please feel free to reach out to me at the Carpal Center. Yeah, these are things that we implement with, with our cancer patients uh, and uh, our protocols that, that we use. So thank you so much. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There's some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. And please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer cancer, go to integrativecancersolutions.com. 
If you would like to know more about the cutting edge integrative oncology therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.